Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 10, double digits, oh, shit. <laughs> of the Game Groups Podcast, the all-encompassing weekly gaming podcast from the Good Night Groups. My name is Matt, and today I'm joined by Josh and Mike. No Paul today. How are you doing, gentlemen? Don't answer that, because instead I'm going to ask you what your peak of the week was. Instead of asking you how you're doing this week, like I just did, I want to ask you guys <laughs> what your peak of the week has been. We're moving right into this thing today, okay? So what's the best thing that happened to you this week, Josh? What was your peak of the week? Shit. <laughs> oh, you're just hooking this one on me. Uh, you know what? Uh, I had a I had a delightfully... You know what? I got back into Hades, and that has oh, been a blast. Oh, okay. Um, and it's it's been fun, nice. so that's my peak of the week. Easy. Easy. Very nice. Very nice. Mike, what was your peak of the week? <laughs> You know, I prepped for this, and I didn't prep for the peak of the week. But um, comes every week. Go, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it just sneaks into the podcast notes. I want to say that it's. Uh, I'll, I'll take one from from Josh. I got to play my cash from you know the first podcast. Yeah. I got to play twelve minutes, which oh, yeah, that's right. I really enjoyed, and I haven't finished because I've been busy, but really enjoyed so far. Good. I look forward to hearing that a little bit later about that around the water cooler as we say hey, hey matt hey yeah. matt yeah. what's your peak of the week oh thank Damn you it. thank you so much <laughs> thank you so much for asking mike my peak of the week came yesterday our first ever gg replay live our live stream i had a really good time i had a lot of fun you know it was it was a busy day because we did our first live stream and then we recorded a, a gg replay and then i made highlights out of the live stream so there was a lot going on and now we got a podcast the game groups today so a ton going on but I'm having a ball with it, guys. I'm having a blast. And I'm so glad that the, the stream yesterday pretty much went off without a hitch. I know if you if you watched it, there were a few audio issues. We know what the problem was. So that'll be fixed going forward. Just like a noise gate filter thing. So anyway, it really wasn't that bad either. I watched back a little bit of it. It was worse. It was at its worst during the Call of Duty segment because there were segments without music that was continuous in the background so anyway uh inside baseball talk uh yeah it was the uh <laughs> the gg replay live i had i had a blast and i cannot wait to do more of those with you guys you're so and, vibrant when you're happy man just look oh, at you that, that you. boy's just shining i'm glowing i'm glowing <laughs> and, and i look forward to the day that josh can join us for a gg play live you know if it doesn't happen during uh, work hours we'll be we'll be <laughs> yeah. aces well you know specifically for this one it's because it's a German event, technically. So they're opening yeah. night live. Night was, you know, 2 p.m. Eastern. So yeah. moving forward, there will be, be other events. Definitely. Let's move on to trending topics. In trending topics, I give our panelists a choice between three search terms. They have to tell me which term they think got the most searches over the last seven days via stats from Google Trends. We'll play three quick rounds. Ready? Already yeah. get my ass waxed. So let's go. All right. Round one. Gamescom, E3, or the Game Awards? Gamescom. It's got to. It's got to be Gamescom. It's just so recent. E3 is the winner. What? What? E3 Why? was the winner. It was, <laughs> was close, but E3 was the winner. How? How? How is that like happening? Like that was what June, July? It's just a bigger event, I guess. You know. <laughs> What the hell? 
All right, next round. Wolfenstein, Doom, or Quake? You know, it's hard. I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb because I, I committed to another thing last time that was naturally in the news that week. Fuck it. We're going Doom. It was Doom. Doom wins. Bullshit. Let's go. <laughs> Mike is here trying to follow trends in trending topics. What is what a silly strategy. <laughs> I mean, honestly, strat. I think I think he just does a better job of keeping up with the news and he's calling me out on it. Things really what this is. <laughs> Round three. I, mean, I searched for Quake this week. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, tell you. So did I. <laughs> so you added to the uh, you're you're trying to pump up your, your Quake stats there, huh? All right. mm -hmm. so, yeah. Insider yeah. info. Yeah, bull <laughs> what is this bullshit? <laughs> Round three is our back-to-school special. The options are fall semester, spring semester, or summer semester. Fall. Fall semester. We're going into fall. Absolutely. It was fall semester. Following the trend on this one was the correct answer. No one's searching spring semester in August. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I hope right. not. <laughs> well, let's move right along to the big question here. This is an interesting one today. With Gamescom 2021's opening night live yesterday, we were treated to a showcase of games that most would view as better than what we've become used to seeing over the last two years. E3 has been shrinking for a while now, and the pandemic last year only exacerbated that. Sony, the king of the consoles since the launch of the PS4, hasn't even attended the last two E3 events. Luckily, Xbox still provided us with a pretty good conference at this year's E3, but aside from that, there was much left to be desired. It hasn't been since 2019 that we've had giant gaming showcases with an audience, and many companies have begun to follow Nintendo's direct model, showing things via streaming platforms throughout the year on their own schedule that works best for them. Pandemic or not, it seems like many companies prefer this method of dispersing information. So, here's the big question. Are we living in a post-E3 world where in-person gaming conferences will never again matter in the same way they once did? If so, will you miss the packed E3 week, or do you prefer smaller showcases spread throughout the year? Let's jump to Mike on this one. If you're talking about in-person conferences, I don't see a reason to do them. Most of the E3 stuff was people packed in to the conference center trying to get you know five minutes on a demo waiting in long lines i'm sure it didn't it was probably hot in la and didn't smell great and it's just it, it's a lot of hassle <laughs> it's a lot of honestly kind of risk if you look back at like uh blizzcon when they announced diablo immortal they had this huge venue they're teasing a huge announcement and it backfired in their face by having smaller conferences that are on streaming platforms, what are you going to do? Have a angry chat that you can turn into into you know follow mode or emote mode, or just ignore? Like I think, I think we're done with in person conferences. I don't think it's going to happen to a point where like public is in there. Uh, maybe media, maybe you know Jeff Keighley really wants to see his buddy Hideo in person in person again. So like I get that. I also don't think that E3 is that important anymore. I mean, it seems like companies don't care. And honestly, viewers don't seem to care either. Uh, I kind of personally like more conferences, more smaller conferences, because it means that I'm getting more news throughout the year rather than, you know, just in June. So right. 
that's my take. I guess. <laughs> All right, Josh. <laughs> I don't you... really have a conclusion on it. <laughs> Josh, are you along the same lines, or, or are you thinking differently? I, I actually think a little differently. Uh, I think it's just because I'm such a, a hype beast with this shit. I just I eat it up. I'm I'm 100% their market audience with this shit. Like it, it depends on who's doing it too. Like when the PlayStation, you know. Uh, conference would roll around. I would care a little less just because I'm a little less invested in PlayStation over the years. But when Microsoft does their thing, I get a little more excited just because, you know, I've, I've always followed Microsoft all these years. I'm interested to see what they've got coming out. Um, that said, uh, do I like that the news is a little more kind of sprinkled throughout? Yeah, just because they hit you with so goddamn much at once that it's almost an information overload. Like, I can't imagine, like, now that we're kind of, you know, stepping our toes into the journalism gaming space a little bit here, it's like, I can't even imagine having to go and, like, actually cover all this shit within, like, a three-day span, which is when all these big events basically occur. Great point. Um, and, and that's got to, like, absolutely push you to your brink with all the stuff you have to, oh, go, okay, this release, this release, oh, but what about this indie game that looked neat? It's like, well, instead, you know, nice little Sony here, oh, there's a Nintendo Direct. Uh, it's really neat. But at the same time, you know, when Bethesda comes out and does an event, I get pretty excited, and I, I think that's fun. As as for the in-person events and the actual people being there, I tend to more agree with Mike here, just because I feel like at this point the cost in, in no way outweighs like what they actually gain from it. That's, a, that's um, well, another obviously, great point. Like, while, while you obviously have your ticket sales, for the setup and the amount of effort you have to put into this from all the production and quality, you can literally cut out probably like half of that if not more and bada boom here you go everyone online is going to look at it everyone's going to react everyone's going to get to lol w and twitch chat regardless when something shitty comes on the screen it's like it's 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 fine and people are going to have fun with it i think I, and I, as much as i would love for them to come back you know uh blizzcon uh you know blizzcon uh, something tells me it's going to be a hot fuck a while before we get another one of those but uh do i like the grandeur of the in person ideas yeah do I think they'll come back? No. I I don't really know how to wrap it up, but I'm happy with how things are working now. Um, I guess I could I could end it with, and I think if we kind of stayed on this path, maybe, you know, Microsoft sticking to their one big one on the E3 schedule, and then a few other developers, you know, Ubisoft, EA, that kind, doing their thing. And then, you know, if it works for PlayStation and Nintendo like it is, great, good. Let them keep doing it. You know, it, it's nice to get the news here and there. I think that was a really thoughtful take. And I really ag agree with both of you, but at the same time, I think we're eventually going to get back to the in-person shows because I just think that there are a lot of people that are craving them. And yep. if we don't, I'm going to miss it. I'll be honest. Um, I think there's something special about a big arena filled with a bunch of people who are fans of what they're looking at and reacting to this live. They sort of create this energy. It adds to the overall hype. And when you were mentioning the, the financial aspect of it, I was, I was thinking, like, I wonder if, if part of their analysis, whether it would be worth it or not, like, does having the audience in there help add to the hype almost as extra marketing? Like, would they consider that as, you know, people cheering for it as, an, um, you know, almost a marketing cost? I don't know. Uh, maybe. But I'm just thinking back to to events like PSX. I still go back and watch some game reveals, like the the live game reveals, to see the yep. audience reactions because it gets me hyped up for a game that's already been out and I already played. <laughs> it's just fun to watch. It's fun to see people 
reacting to something like that for the first time that something they that they've been waiting for that they're dying to play like the god of war reboot that was another big one that's a fun one to watch i i I also just love the crazy packed week with just so many giant announcements at once but you're right i do a good example is something uh yesterday during opening night live cult of the lamb like that's i've suddenly a game that i'm really excited about but if that happened during an e3 week I would forget about it. It's, it would just fall mm-hmm. out of the, you know, it would fall to the back of my mind. Now, right now, it's on the forefront of my mind. I was thinking about that game all day, and <laughs> that's not something that would happen during a three week. So I'm actually surprised that we didn't get Cult of the Lamb at E3 because there is a Devolver event. Yeah, that's that's very and true. And they didn't show yeah. it, and it's like this seems like it would have been ready to show, but eh, whatever. And it's it's funnily enough, uh, going back to your hype point, I'm almost teeter tottering myself now because I literally to this day go back and watch the Fallout Four. Yeah, introduction with Todd Howard. I literally get lit to this day to this shit. It came out in 2015. It's like, what am I doing, dude? Honestly, the Fallout 76 reveal is is incredibly hype. <laughs> Actually, <it> is. <laughs> I'm not even big on Fallout 70s or Fallout in general. Like, I'm just not super big on that franchise in general. But that event was fun. It was fun to watch. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I see it both ways. Specifically for PlayStation, now I understand is not the time to do these big in-person events. They just don't, like, they don't have a personality like Phil Spencer. So, Phil Spencer, I want to see him out on a stage in front of an audience. Like, that's fun. Todd Howard, same thing. Yep. Ubisoft, they always bring out, like, a bunch of different people. They can do whatever, whatever they're doing over there. Usually have <laughs> PlayStation just what was that? I said usually they have like Aisha Tyler post it. And yeah, that's she's true. A good personality. Yeah, so. she she's good. PlayStation just doesn't have a person for that right right now. No, <laughs> they had one person. I remember the last PlayStation E3 I really enjoyed was the one where they basically dumpstered on Xbox, uh, mm-hmm. like in 2013. Who was the president then? Because he was actually like kind of their hype man then like that was when i felt like playstation had a personality they did have so part of that part of that thing was uh shuhei yoshida but i think the one making uh that announcement on stage was uh what's his name he's not with sony anymore what i remember him though and not not the name but i do remember like how like how he basically just came out like laid his dick out on the table and said you can play backwards compatible games free of cost it Uh, doesn't matter yeah sean laden it was sean Laden. okay okay and yeah he was he was good at that jim ryan is not and and so you know if they can get that kind of guy again it'll it'll work but right now like in that department xbox is way ahead because phil spencer's fantastic god yeah yeah but sort of just to wrap this all up i guess like I would like to see some in-person events. It doesn't have to be maybe the big blowout like E3 is, but I I think like su- stuff like PSX where it was Sony specific and they are doing it on their own time and you know like it's not going to happen for a while, but as an example like BlizzCon, right? It's specific to their own brand, so they're doing it on their time and in front of their fans. Mm-hmm. So that sort of thing, right? I I think that those would be good to return i don't know if we necessarily need it all at e3 because i think part of that is like you know when you have e3 you have these companies who are under pressure to come up with something to show at e3 
on that specific timetable. And they're like, well, it might not really be ready yet. We don't even know how much we want to share yet. And then, I mean, I can understand where things would get difficult with that, where, you know, they had to work their production schedules and their marketing schedules around E3. Whereas now, you know, if they, they want to just show something, whatever they want, they can do that. Yep. Dre, push it out. I mean, that's how you got the, wb back for blood we're gonna have 30 minutes of back for blood and that's it and oh by the way it was only 10 minutes <laughs> so i yeah. mean yeah so uh, that's that's the other thing like e3 I've, because because of the nature of that does lead to a lot of <laughs> disappointment at, at times i think and you'll get like your your paxes back those will come back stuff yeah. like that i mean the obvious cons will come back but then you have like like even like Tenocon for Warframe, I'm pretty sure that's going to come back. I mean, that's been huge for them. So didn't uh, get live stuff. I just don't think it's going to be E3. I, yeah, I can't see it being E3, especially with how involved Jeff Keighley has been recently. I can't see it being packed arenas. I can see it being more studio production. Jeff Keighley's just fine. too good at it. Like honestly, yeah. at the end of the day, he he's a fantastic host. He is really like, good. He is really. Good. He needs to understand tone, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Transitions too. Yeah. Yeah. Figure that out. <laughs> anyway, I think I think those were all good answers. There's so many different ways you can look at this, and like I like the stuff throughout the year. I like the big blowouts. It's hard to make a decision on it, and. Yeah. I I just uh you know whatever brings us a bunch of good stuff more often I'm going to be in for. That. All right. Let's play name that game. Boy. In name that game I give our panelists up to 10 clues. The clues start off more vague and progressively get more specific. The first panelist to guess correctly wins. Only get one guess. If you're wrong, you are out. We take game title suggestions from our $1 plus supporters over on Patreon at patreon.com slash goodnightgroofs. All that value. That value. Shout out to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. First clue. This game first released in 2009. This game sold around 1 million copies. Well, it's niche. This game holds a score of 89 on Metacritic. This game released on one console. Okay. This game's genre is action RPG. Son of a bitch. This game features innovative online multiplayer gameplay. Mm. This game served as a spiritual successor to the King's Field series. This game created a brand new subgenre under the RPG umbrella. Mike, I think we're getting two more clues. On this two one. more clues. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I have no idea. This is the <laughs> this is the first game in a series that has become cherished by hardcore gamers. Oh, and the final clue. Oh, I think I know what it is. Uh, is it Demon Souls? It is Demon's Souls. Oh, hey. son of a bitch. The final clue was <laughs> this game received a remake as a PS5 launch title. Oh, damn, man. That would have been, yeah. Shit. That was a good one, though. 
that, that was that, that one held on the edge of our seat. Still haven't won fucking named that game yet, but you know, whatever. I ain't mad about it. <laughs> yeah, I learned the whole thing about the Kingsfield series uh, as well. I'd never I, heard of it before. Or, yeah. I mentioned it to Fave in one of his streams. Oh. And mentioned Kingsfield to him because I was like, this is a this is an old Souls like game. Oh, oh wow. God. Okay. Is he just Lose. try is he tr going through all the Souls like games right now? He he wants to, yeah. Nice. Very cool. Is is that gonna include uh Jedi Fallen Order? It, yeah, it I think is. so. Yes. And I, I told him about oh god, what is it? Oh, the surge. The surge. That's familiar, but I where what is what, um, explain that one. It's a Souls-like game, basically Dark Souls, but you're in a post-apocalyptic future. You have a exoskeleton suit that you can upgrade. You're a human in it. Oh, um, I and didn't then, know this was a Souls-like. Yes. The Search 2 is the probably better entry. <laughs> um, Interesting. But like the main mechanic is that you um, target limbs. Oh. So that you can remove them from their bodies <laughs> and uh take upgrades from them for your for your suit. So wow. like you're like, oh, this guy has this item on his headpiece. I'm gonna try to decapitate him. This guy has it on his chest piece. I'm gonna try to, you know, eviscerate him or something. Nice. Yeah. Stuff like that. Interesting. It's okay. neat. I've played the first one and it didn't suck me in much because I felt like it was a little redundant on the enemy design. Um, but Surge 2 looks really good. I just haven't tried it yet. All right. Well, instead of talking about the games Fabian is playing, let's talk about the games that we've been playing. <laughs> let's take a quick break around the water cooler to discuss the games we've been playing this past week. Mike, let's go to you first. What have you been playing this week? Sure. Let's start off with 12 minutes. Yes. I started that game i haven't finished it yet it's good it, it's very much like a puzzle game in the sense okay. of you have to figure out what your actions do and what actions you need to do in order to uncover more of the story and more information so that you can get out of this time loop i think the voice acting is good i think the overall the game design is is nice it's you know artistic I can see I, I've read some some takes on it that it's uh, a disturbing because there's part, there are parts of it that are, you know, a little bit gruesome, but not anything more than I've seen in like, you know, an R rated drama or something like right, that. Right, right, right. Um, so it's pretty solid. I can't say much about the story because I haven't finished the game yet, but um, it's good. I, I have no no complaints. Um, is it game of the year good? I don't think so. <laughs> um as much as that was my hot take earlier, um, I do think it's it has very good narrative design, though. So wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if the Game Awards list has been announced yet, but I wouldn't be surprised to see it on narrative design um, or narrative direction, whichever it is, because it is well written. And I don't know. Time loop games are interesting to me. So I saw a critic refer to it as... Um... Uh, the, like Oscar bait of gaming. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I can definitely see that, but I would say not really because I don't, I, 
<laughs> like, I don't think anyone seriously looked at this game and was just like, oh, this is going to be, you know, the greatest game ever just because of the people that they got for the voice acting. Right. I don't think anyone would th- sit there and legitimately think that the voice acting was going to elevate this game above what it is. Right. Um, it's just a nice to have. And honestly, they don't they don't phone in their performances, which is nice. And I it's it's weird because like Willem Dafoe is very recognizable. But then like James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley, I can't really tell that it's them because they don't sound like themselves. Yeah, it's funny. I noticed so. that, too, when I was watching either a trailer or a review or something. I, yeah, because I, 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 I was like that character that's supposed to be voiced by James McAvoy, but it doesn't really sound like him. It doesn't really sound like him. Like, I I don't know. I can't, like, p- place it, so. But, um, yeah, no, it's it's solid. It's a very solid game. If you like puzzle puzzle games, this is a neat spin on one. Um, if you like narrative-driven games, it's that's what it is. Yeah. Nice. What else? Nice. Uh, I've also been playing Mini Motorways. Ooh. Uh, Sounds like a mic game. Oh, it is <laughs> <laughs> you draw you get you know houses and factories and you have to draw roads from the houses to the factories you have to match the colors and then deal with uh you know the traffic of your cities like la and munich and moscow there's like i want to say 12 cities that they have um they're all global cities i think la is the only american city actually so it's based it's on like actual maps of these cities you get a very basic, like low detail map of the area, but like the rivers are where they roughly are and stuff, okay. stuff like that. That's cool. Um, and then you get like different tools to build routes, bridges, tunnels, traffic lights, roundabouts, uh, highways, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's cool. It's very laid back. So sweet. That's it. That's what I got. All right, Josh, what about you? Nice. I was low-key wondering if Mike was going to go with the first one that I'm now going to say, because uh, we played it a bit. Uh, Splitgate. I mean, it, I think it's recently blossomed kind of back up into a thing. I never even realized it was a thing until uh, my buddy Fev mentioned it. Like, hey, here it is. Like, here's this cool game. It's an arena shooter with portals. And I was like, okay, that seems like a weird gimmick to me. I don't know about it, but I was just kind of like, you know what? Low download. Fuck it. I'll give it a go. Let's Let's download this thing, see what it's about. So glad I did. It is a blast. It's it's such a good holdover game until Halo. I hate to call it that. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, it, it makes it sound like it's a bad game, which it's not by any means. You can just tell it's a beta game, early access game, whatever you want to call it. I think it's beta, technically. Like, it's a beta game. You can tell that, but it's still quality. The shooting is good. The, the mechanics feel nice. It's so satisfying to just set up a portal somewhere. Like it makes camping way more rewarding somehow. Um, <laughs> like, like honestly, it's like people have ways to fight around it. It's just, you know, y- you can also just run around like a maniac, and if you're good enough with your gunplay, it rewards you for it. And it, and it's super satisfying to play. And and it'll it'll more than likely be kind of my competitive shooter going forward. At least you know until Halo comes out. Wow. Uh, or until Battlefield comes out, it's just it's it's a blast and it's easy to get sucked into, um, and it's free to play. I gotta give it a shot. 
you should it's it's really fun uh and it, and it's it's not too hardcore all, all the sweats haven't taken it over quite yet okay, so far right. <laughs> i am uh, one of, so far i'm one of the few sweats but uh and then other than that uh it's uh, I, I dove back into hades um so glad i did i forgot how damn good that game was when i was playing it originally i was streaming it so i really wasn't able to focus and get completely like engrossed in it Right. But this past time, you know, it was just me and uh, just me and Mike basically just in Discord, and he was just giving me some tips along the way just to help out with a few things here and there. Nice. And it was such a better way to play it, just being able to like take in every conversation you have with all of these like uniquely voiced, all the really impressive music, and actually, you know, knowing some of the actual design choices they made to encourage you to play with like different weapons different play styles it was it's just a really intelligent game and i'm finally starting to see why it probably should have won game of the year but um you know that's a different discussion for another day um but yeah hades hades has been a blast and uh i'm ready to i you know between split getting hades it's probably going to suck up quite a bit of my time notice i didn't say final fantasy this week because i haven't played final fantasy but like maybe once this week oh single player i'm a single player andy again boys all right yeah, I need to try Hades at some point. I I promise. I promise at some point I'll give it a shot. It's so good. You have to. Just yeah. if, I, if it could just help me along here and go, you know, free on PS Plus some month, that would be nice. <laughs> well, what what have you been playing? What have what have you been playing this week? Oh, thank you for asking. That's so kind of you. <laughs> so, I I've actually been playing a number of things. Um I'll I'll run through them quickly. Uh, first, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, which I played on launch day, whenever that I, time is not meaningless now at this point. I don't remember anything, but I played it the day it came out and like the day after that, and I, I haven't had a chance to get back in it. But a few thoughts. So even so, if you have a PS5, even if you have a PS5, I probably recommend just getting the Director's Cut PS4 upgrade. Uh, unless you really want to feel the bowstring tension, uh, with the dual sense, which is good, but I will say, after having just played the game on the PS5 with the dual sense without the tension, and uh, now that I have it, it kind of like since I'm not used to it, I just played 55 hours of the game without it. It kind of <laughs> makes it a little more tricky. So, unless you really want that, I'm not sure the upgrade is worth the full ten dollars. The enhanced load times are really nice for whatever reason, and I don't really understand why, but even PS4 games on PS5, like, the, the load times are quicker, but, like, a, P, a a native PS5 game is loading way faster. I don't completely understand that. Maybe Paul, if the tech guy, could could explain it at some point, but it the, the loads with the PS5 version of, of Ghost of Tsushima are... Almost instantaneous, but the PS4 version, not quite. You're waiting a little bit. It's still not that much. Um, and it is quicker than playing on a PS4. So I guess that's that's a nice little perk, but I don't know if it's worth $10. The game doesn't like perform noticeably, noticeably better or look noticeably better on the PS5 version because the game already performed well and looked so good. So again, I, I just don't know if the upgrade is worth it. Now the expansion stuff has been great. Some cool new features. They have animal sanctuaries. You can save a bunch of cats or monkeys, and then you play the flute for them, and then you get to pet them as many times as you want. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. I love petting the little monkeys. love petting the little cats. The cats purr, like Paul was mentioning at some point. You get the, the dual sense haptics when they're purring. It's great. Um, 
you can, so a new feature is also these memory flashback sequences it's it, it's adding to the story showing the relationship that Jin had with his father so they're adding some really cool story stuff not just like forward story with Iki Island but also like going back and showing you past stuff that you didn't see so they're doing really cool things with the story you're also getting like some hallucination stuff like almost far cry-esque sequences so yeah i mean i really appreciate what they did with Iki island and how they actually expanded the game and and changed the way missions work almost so that is much appreciated because it was the way that like the gameplay loop of the original game did start to get a little bit stale a lot of missions started to feel fairly similar i still highly recommend ghost of tsushima it's fucking phenomenal i've been wanting to play it like you talking about it i might get yeah. it on the ps4 once i finally run through far cry uh, it's got me tempted totally dude it is so pretty it's just such a it, it is such a good game like the more i think about it it might have I, I think i liked it last year better than uh last of us part two like i it was just so good game of the year over hades all right <laughs> <laughs> wrong um i also played some fortnite played some more imposters and some trios so trios is a recent addition they didn't used to have that so our like me paul and, and our buddy spencer we always play together but we would always play squads and then we'd play with a rando and we would just joke about them as we were playing <laughs> sometimes sometimes they would carry us sometimes they were terrible and we wouldn't really coordinate with them. Whatever happened to them, happened to them. We would just <laughs> do whatever. Don't join squads if you're just by yourself. That's weird. Um, so, But now we can play trios with just the three of us. And I was going to say it seems a little bit harder, but it's probably because we don't have the occasional carry <laughs> now. So, Or trios, maybe by nature of who's playing it, maybe it's just a little bit more competitive. I don't know. Anyway, with imposters, had a lot of fun with that. We played some of that. It's tough when you're just joining with a group of three, because you're you you have your your the three of you on on voice, and you're with seven other random people, and it's just kind of weird if you're all if one of you's an imposter and you're not all agents. It's just it it gets kind of weird. Paul is really good at lying <laughs> in imposters. <laughs> um, little scary good at lying there was one time where he led me to believe that he was an imposter for an entire game when we could have like been working together and turned out he was an agent <laughs> so i don't know <laughs> paul enjoys doing whatever he can to screw over everyone in these kind of games which is which is funny good sometimes. to know yeah very good to know yeah so just be aware of that also played some call of duty uh modern warfare multiplayer it's just such such a good time. It's just so fun. There's just no better gameplay or, or gunplay. I mean, it's just so satisfying. The feedback, it's just it's just so good. It's fun to just jump back in. Of course, it wasn't just jumping back in. I had to reinstall it. So that's you're not just jumping back in when you're reinstalling Call of Duty. Gave uh, up your firstborn. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I reinstalled Warzone as well. I do want to jump into that at some point. I will say. Battle Royale games, I don't like playing by myself. I like playing with some sort of either duos, trios, yeah. squad, whatever it is. I like playing it that way. I don't like playing it by myself. The multiplayer, though, I, I think I do like playing it 
a bit more by myself. I don't know. I'll, I'll play with other people as well, but I'm totally fine just jumping in and, and finding a random match by myself. How, uh, how's the population hanging on a uh, multiplayer for Modern Warfare? I mean, it seemed fine. I was getting games as fast as I ever have. So I think a lot of people are still playing it. I wouldn't be right. shocked if the if the multiplayer player base between Modern Warfare and Cold War is really close. I think Modern Warfare is probably more, to be honest with you. Yeah, I would I would not be shocked. And I, I like Cold War more than I like Modern Warfare, but people generally praise Modern Warfare more, it seems like, and I, I feel like it's probably got more. It just seems like it's held on to that population incredibly well as opposed to other Call of Duty games. Well, it's also like, you know, people bought Modern Warfare and then Warzone was there, and it's like, why... Why do I have to buy Black Ops Cold War? Exactly. Yeah. Even when Vanguard comes out, I'm sort of like you, Josh, and, and you, Mike. I don't know if I'm going to get it. I might just continue playing Modern Warfare. And I feel like that's going to be the same with a lot of people. I don't yeah. know. It's just Modern Warfare was so good. I know you like the gameplay of uh, Cold War a bit better with the time to kill and stuff. But I didn't. I, the only Cold War I played was like a free weekend. It was good. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know COD like enough to really notice enough of a difference. I'm just I'm not into FPSs like like you guys. But I I don't know. I have a fun time. Uh, speaking of FPSs, I jumped into the Quake Remaster. So oh, yeah. I just felt like I owed it to gaming history to give this a shot. <laughs> so uh, I played one game, I won, and I ended my Quake career with a victory. that was it baby you'll never see me again (laughs) go out on top the game so the game just really gets your adrenaline going like it is i obviously i've known this but when you're actually playing like it's so fast paced it's ridiculous Uh, and especially when you when the game is close and you're really trying to win I, i think it went it went to like 20 kills or something like that and it was like me and another player were just like you know, I'd I'd get to twelve, he'd get to twelve, I'd get to thirteen, he'd get to thirteen. We were just inching uh right near each other eventually. Like I think he was stuck around seventeen and I ended up winning and it was fun. It's just like like it's not gonna be a game that I wanna play all the time, but it was fun and by the end of it I was like, All right, I won. My heart is pumping at a million miles an hour <laughs> after that game. And uh I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> And then finally, with you guys, I played some Uno. Uno oh, earlier yeah. in the week. Oh, yeah. It's played, so fun. Played some of the longest Uno games of all time, uh, especially when you turn on special rules like sevens and zeros and draw to play. And what, what there was an, another rule or two. But it's just, it's just so much fun. It is. It's just it's so much fun. And uh, a totally luck-based game. There's no skill in Uno. When you add some of the rules in, you can. There's like a little strategy, but it's still like it's so random. But it is, it is a good time. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, I look forward to playing some more in the future. Let's move on. Let's play claim a game. Oh boy! In claim a game, I give our panelists a choice between two games, and ask them which one sold better, or which one scored higher reviews. They have to claim one of the games. Review scores are taken from Metacritic and based on the best scoring platform. Play eight rounds. The panelist, uh, the panelists can make the same claims, but whoever made more correct choices at the end wins. We take matchup suggestions for a claim a game from our one dollar plus supporters over on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/GoodNightGroups, where you can message us your suggestion. All right, 
we ready for this oh yeah let's go sure more units <laughs> metro 2033 or stalker shadow of chernobyl she i'm going metro what reasoning i have none but metro sure why not <laughs> i'm overthinking this because of all the epic controversy behind metro um stalker fuck it <laughs> <laughs> stalker two million metro 2033 1.5 hey dumpster once again baby <laughs> higher score <laughs> i know i know <laughs> higher score far cry 4 or far cry 5 oh far cry 5 5 Far Cry 4, an 85. Far Cry 5, an 82. Are these people drunk? <laughs> what? Are, are, they, are they stupid as shit? No, I agree. <laughs> I think Far Cry 5 got slightly lower scores because of some political stuff. Oh, fucking Christ. Jesus. Yeah. Well, you know, game reviewers. All right, moving on. <laughs> More units. Forza Motorsport 5 or Gran Turismo 6? Ooh, it's a motorsport? I'm going... I'm, I'm Gran Turismo 6. Nah, I'm Forza. Forza Motorsport right. 5, 1 million. Gran Turismo 6, 5.2 million. Oh my god. Gran Turismo was a really popular... Uh, racing series especially because it was always a launch title for playstation which hasn't <laughs> happened <laughs> recently now shocking right. still haven't done that higher score rock band or guitar hero 3 guitar hero 3 the original rock band damn that is, uh, i'm still with rock band rock band and 92 i'm fucked. guitar hero 3 and 86 yeah, it's just I, thinking about it. There's too many like systems that were new that they put into, even though the guitars felt like shit. It's too much new stuff. Yeah. Now, this one, if you have listened to every GG replay, you might know the answer to this one. <laughs> more, uh, more units Death Stranding or Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain? Okay, well, one's a good game. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to go with Metal Gear, why not? Which one? I don't know which one of those two you're referring to. Metal Gear. Okay. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid is the better game. <laughs> um, uh, fuck it. That's Death Stranding. Why not? Death Stranding, 5 million. Metal oh, Gear man. Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, 6 million. Oh, okay. Death Stranding I mean, yeah. will be passing it shortly. Uh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Higher score. Aliens, Colonial Marines, or Warcraft <laughs> 3, Reforged? <laughs> These are both so bad! <laughs> Which got the higher score? Oh my god. Aliens. I feel like it's gotta be Aliens. I remember TB dunking on this game. Aliens, Colonial Marines scored a 48. Oh my god. Warcraft 3, Solid. Reforged, a 59. Shit. All right. Two more rounds. What are we looking at uh, score-wise right now? Hide. Thought so. Hide. All right. More units. The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim or Animal Crossing New Horizons? Skyrim. It's got to be Skyrim, right? I mean, it has to be. I mean, are we, you know, I'm not even going to get into the nitty-gritty of it. I'm just going to say Skyrim. Skyrim, 30 million. Animal Crossing New Horizons, 34 million. 
Holy what? shit. So Why? I'm guessing that, hold on. Did that, now I'm getting into the nitty gritty of it. Did right. it take into account like all the fucking like special editions and all that? Or are we just going with like, release ads was? I'm assuming it did take, take all those into account. Damn, coronavirus fucking goaded the shit out of Animal Crossing. It really did. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You both said Skyrim, right? Yeah. So it's still yep. tied. Still tied going into the final round. All right, here we go. Higher score. Mario and Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games or Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games? <laughs> 2016. Uh, well, I guess we're just going to end in a tie because there's no way it's 2020. Like, just based on the year. I'm going no, 2016. It, it, one, there was no 2020. It was 2012 and 2016. Oh, 2012 and 2016. They, they did. It did come out. Yeah. Well, what, yeah. Where was 2012? London. 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 She twenty sixteen's probably got the newer systems, but maybe they took some out. We're going twenty twelve. Fuck it. Here's my here's my hint. I've played the twenty sixteen game. I, oh, I never played those. <laughs> it's not good. It's really not good. <laughs> so so Josh is saying twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. And you I'm saying twenty sixteen. All right. Mario and Sonic at the London twenty twelve Olympic Games, a sixty six. Jesus. Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games, a 65. Wow. Champ- it's hard being a champion, boys. <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> Josh wins. Josh wins. That was a good one. That was a close That was one. actually down to the wire. All right. Let's move you on. Some, you got some damn good selections of that one, Matt. You outdid yourself on that one. I appreciate it. All right. Audience questions. And I know ish. I saw your email. You sent the email 10 minutes before recording, so or message, I guess, so it's not getting included. Next week, we'll put your questions in. <laughs> All right. Every week, we address two or three audience questions, comments, or concerns, except not this week because Ish was too late. Uh, we take questions from our supporters over on Patreon at patreon.com slash goodnightgroups. Leave your questions in the comments section of the previous episode's post. The $1 tier will get you access to question submissions. We also take submissions at gamegroups at gmail.com and in the YouTube comments below, but our patrons will always receive priority. All right. This first question comes from Fabio. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Fabio himself. What is the best looking gaming console in your mind? Stationary or handheld? It doesn't matter. What's the best looking gaming console, Mike? I'm boring, so I'm just going to say, oh god, uh, the Xbox Series X. Oh, I like that it's just inconspicuous and you could just put it anywhere cuz it's very square. The tower. It is a box. It is a box. The refrigerator. <laughs> the box that you just put wherever. The old refrigerator. All right, Josh, what about you? What's yeah. the best looking console? I'm almost on that Xbox train, but I really just love the look of the original PS4. Ooh. I think it's sleek. I like the little like finish on the like right side of the well, left side, however way you're looking at it. the right side of the console looking at it. Like, God damn. Something about that just looks sleek to me. If not, it'd probably be the Series X, to be honest. I, I, I think it that the indentation, the nice little ah, so it's just pretty. You know, I almost went along the lines of the PS4. So, because my theme for, like, what, what makes a good-looking console to me is modern simplicity. So, I like something looking a little bit modern, at least for its time. I'll take that into account with, you know, just a simple, simple style. I don't need, I don't want it to be too much. 
So my answer for that, I think is PS2. And I know like looking back, PS2, I don't know if it was, it, I wouldn't call it sleek, but I would call it simple. And it felt not, I don't know, it felt, I guess, modern at the time because you look, what what else, what, what was its competition? You know, it was uh, GameCube, right? And GameCube was not necessarily, <laughs> I don't I don't even know how you would describe what GameCube looked like. <laughs> it had a fucking <laughs> handle on it. A box with a handle. Um <laughs> PlayStation 2 felt like it had a, it was a grunge like band from the 90s is yeah, what the PlayStation Yeah, 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 there you like. go. And then the the Xbox was, you know, it was just kind of fat. <laughs> I don't know. With the control the giant Duke controller worked uh worked. Why, why are we body shaming the Xbox? I'm going to body shame <laughs> the Xbox, that fat fuck. <laughs> All right. Now, I will say the whole the the modern simplicity theme. Another one that does fit that in my mind is the Wii. I think the Wii is just a good-looking console because it's so plain, but it also kind of looks a little modern. Yeah, I think I think. I wish we got colors for it. Oh yeah, yeah true, true. A blue, a blue Wii would have been sleek. It would yeah. have been. It would have looked really good as like all those door stoppers I saw Wii's being used as by the end of its life cycle. Oh my god! <laughs> there were so fucking many of them. Yep. All right. Next question. This one comes from Wilson. You're stranded on an island for the next 10 years. <laughs> you can only play one single game during that period of isolation. What game is it going to be? You have an internet connection, but you can only use that for one... You can only use it for that one game if you choose an internet-connected internet connected game. All right, what are we picking, Josh? As much as I like, I'm not playing it right now, like, I mean... More than likely, it's gonna be alive the next ten years. I gotta go. Wow. I mean, it's it's home. I can make content out of that for the last ten years. I've done it for the past ten years, actually. So you know what? Fuck it. We're going. Wow. All right, Mike. I don't really know. I've been toying with like an idea, but even now, like thinking about it, I don't even feel that confident. But. I would. This is going to be a weird answer. I'm going to say Genshin Impact. Whoa! Hey, now that's no, 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 no. That's smart. And it's not because I play it now because I don't. I just see like how much content has been released for it. And oh. if there's one game that would occupy me for ten years, I feel like that would be the game. And it's got like I I like the game. I just don't play it because it's too much. There's too much to do. There's right. too much. There's too many characters. You can never really catch up unless you pay money. Like, but got ten years, I can catch up. So yeah, that's my answer. Ish, I, Ish is about to get uh, two patron uh, subscriptions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great pick. I so I along the same lines of Josh, I'm picking WoW, but I'll change it up and I will pick uh, WoW Classic. And assuming that. WoW. Assuming that, you know, with that internet connection, it's going to, I'm, I'm going to be able to, to progress along with them as well. Uh, so I'll, I'll pick WoW Classic. Uh, a special shout out as an alternate to Conan Exiles. I think that that would last me a long ass time. You can do a lot. And especially on like RP servers, you can, you can really get into it. All right. We answer your question, Wilson. I hope we did. Hopefully. Non-existent person. He is a ball, after all. He is a ball. All right. 
Cash or Trash. We haven't done this in a while. In Cash or Trash, we look at the major upcoming releases for the next two months. I'll name the releases, and then the panelists say whether it's their cash or their trash. Each panelist can only choose two caches. The rest should be trashed. I'm going to be picking as well. We'll go through these. Josh will give his answer. Mike will give his, and then I'll give mine. All right, September 7th, Fist, Forged in Shadow Torch. Trash. 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 Apparently, that might be the... uh, September PS Plus free game. So I might play it, but I'm not fucking buying it. All right. September 9th, The Artful Escape. Trash. Trash. Yeah, also trash. I think this might be Paul's cash if he were here today. Paul is really looking forward to this game. September 10th, Life is Strange True Colors. Trash. 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 (laughs) September 10th as well, Lost in Random. Trash. Trash. No idea what that is. <laughs> it's 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 trash, but I really wanted to pick this one. This is that one that was during the EA Play Live conference. And um it's got like the playing cards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The dice and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know yeah. what it is. Yeah. I, I'm trash. really looking forward to this game, but not enough. All right. Also September 10th, Tales of Arise. Trash. Trash. Trash as well. September 10th, another September 10th, it's a packed day. WarioWare, get it together. This one was actually hard for me because I've enjoyed WarioWare in the past. However, trash. Trash. Also trash. All right, September 14th, Deathloop. <laughs> this is a fucking garbage dump. Trash. Wow. Wow. I'm not saying wow. Deathloop is. I'm just saying. I'm just saying the general conversation. Wow. Okay. Look, I apologize. Deathloop. I'm sorry. Look, I get it. If you're look, uh, goodnightgroups uh, at gmail.com. Please send us your uh, opportunities. But <laughs> I just, I love how we're just running through and just trashing all these games. I mean, that's because they're not exciting. It's so trash. <laughs> all right, I'm cashing in Deathloop. Oh really? shit. <laughs> Okay. Look, I've been looking forward to this game since it was first announced. So I have to. I'm just. I'm. I've been thinking it was going to be a winner the whole time. I love Dishonored. Love Dishonored too. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna stay along with this theme here. All right. Deathloop, do not fail me, please. I'm praying to you. <laughs> please be good. Please be fucking good. <laughs> I've been looking forward to it as well. I'm just not as optimistic. Arcane's swan song on the PS5. All right, September 21st, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. I have virtually no clue what this is, Trash. No idea. (laughs) Trash. Another game I'm looking forward to a lot, but not enough. This is also a trash for me. September 23rd, Diablo 2 Resurrected. Very, very hard, but trash. Ten-year-old me would be really mad at me right now. So trash. <laughs> yeah, if if all the Blizzard stuff wasn't going on, this would probably have been a cash for Paul. I know he played a lot of Diablo two back in the day. I never played Diablo, so you know I don't have an, uh, um, any connection to it. So this is a trash for me. I, I will say. If you're looking for what Diablo is supposed to feel like, and if the Diablo 2 re- Resurrected is just a copy of Diablo 2 with upgraded graphics, then you should play it because Diablo 3 is not the Diablo that it was. I think the beta 
uh, for Diablo 2 Resurrected is still going on. All right, September 24th, Death Stranding Director's Cut. I hesitate to say trash because I feel like uh, it's not worthy of trash, but trash. <laughs> Big trash. <laughs> this I, I'm I'm saying trash. I'm gonna play this and I'm looking forward to it, but it's trash. I know I'm breaking my own rules here. All right, September twenty fourth, <laughs> Lost Judgment. Trash. 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 Look good at the uh, Gamescom showcase yesterday. Look good. Trash. September twenty eighth, again, it's back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> new world uh, I've been struggling with it fuck it it's a new world to explore we're going with it baby cash trash God, I'm trashing no. it I picked it the first time I feel like that was good enough I'm not picking it again <laughs> it's trash it just didn't impress I'm sorry <laughs> October 5th a game that looks like it should have released on the Wii Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania <laughs> Trash. <laughs> Trash. Go back to the drawing board. Cancel this game. Go back to the drawing board. I, I would love a good Super Monkey Ball game, but this looks like it's 15 years old. What are we doing? All right. October 7th, Far Cry 6. Trash. Cash. All right. This is a cash <laughs> for me as well. This is my second cash. Everyone knows I'm absolutely looking forward to this game. I cannot wait. So pumped. Mike, also pumped, apparently. Yeah, no, I mean, it looks good from what I've seen, and I haven't played a Far Cry game in a while, so I'm excited for it. And honestly, like, looking at the list that you gave us, it was one of my only picks that I could really say I am excited about this game, so. Uh, Well, this one... (laughs) This will be a quick trash from all of us, I'm sure. This was left in because it might have been one that Paul picked, but October 8th, Lego Marvel Super Heroes. Trash. Trash. Trash, moving on. October 8th. <laughs> also, Metroid Dread. Trash. Trash. I no. Trash. The, see, the problem is there are better Metroid-like games than Metroid now. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I <laughs> haters stay back, please. All right, October twelfth, <laughs> back for blood. Uh, trash, trash. It's trash. I didn't. I didn't personally like Left 4 Dead, so this is trash for me. October fifteenth, Demon Slayer: The Hinokami Chronicles. Uh, this one hurts me a little bit, but uh, Gomi, uh, that is a uh, trash in Japanese. <laughs> trash. Oh, oh, nice. Uh, trash. October twenty second, Battlefield twenty forty two. Cash, baby, give it to me. Fucking put that shit in my veins. Let's go. You already knew that, though. Trash. Also trash, but I am looking forward to it. Let me break my rules again. (laughs) October 22nd, also, the Dark Pictures Anthology House of Ashes. Trash. You know, it's trash because I'm just going to watch it on YouTube. (laughs) Ah, Yeah, there you go. All right. (laughs) Like I did with every other one. That's fair. October 26th, 6th, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Why is this on here? Oh, all right. It's not Avengers. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. Never mind. Different game. Okay. Josh. It'd be trash. 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 Blanked on the game for half a second. So yeah, it's trash for me. October 28th, Age of Empires 4. Trash. 
Trash. Trash. Uh, October 28th, Riders Republic. Actually looks like a lot of fun. However, I've already got my two caches, but trash. Trash. Also trash, but yeah, it does look fun. And finally, rounding it out, October 29th, Mario Party Superstars. Again, kind of fun trash. Um, I mean, it's the last game on the list, so <laughs> I'll use my second cash on it. Just because, <laughs> just because I'm really hoping that it's good and i need another party game from nintendo that isn't underdeveloped and just bad i'm looking at you mario golf being real disappointing i'm also trashing it mike's out here acting like he didn't mean to cash this the entire time I, i'm telling you like i looked at this list and i was like i can if you give me one cash i'm set i i don't like oh, i man. I'm looking forward to games on this list. I'm just, none of them really get me excited. I don't know. Like, because I can see them not being great. <laughs> right. Well, I, it's hard so. to envision a world in which Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania isn't great. So I'm not really sure what you're, <laughs> no, what you're no, talking about. No, no, I've seen the world. I've seen it at Gamescom. <laughs> I've seen this timeline. <laughs> uh, and tell us, tell us, Mike, who was in the Monkey Ball? Oh, it was Morgana, it was which Morgana. was really weird. <laughs> it was really it was weird. Interesting. Interesting choice in a game called Monkey Ball to put a cat in the ball, but I, you know, bold move, I guess. Just put, I'm just, put Donkey Kong in the ball. I just don't know why. <laughs> Actually, put a literal <laughs> ape in the ball. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's wrap this show up with the roast. We're going to end this week's show with a short roast. I'm going to give the panelists, uh, I'm going to give the panel, rather, a game or a franchise or in this case, uh, something altogether. And they're going to give it a one-line roast. They may love the game, but now is the time to end it with a knockout punch. All right, welcome to the roast of Nintendo. Mike, let's hear your roast. All right. I want to applaud Nintendo for finally upgrading from dial-up internet and discovering that DLC is not a ticker on the stock exchange. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. I liked it. I liked it. That was a good one. Josh, your Uh, roast. My, mine's a poem, uh, so get your snapping fingers ready. Oh, uh, oh nin- ready. Nintendo, we understand your constant re-release $60 games and your love of the console, the Nintendo Switch. We understand that unlike the Wii U, the Switch went off without a hitch. But, we can under- but what we can understand is why, much like Blizzard HR, the Nintendo Switch OLED is utter shit. Oh, wow. That was fantastic. I loved it. Thank you. Oh, yeah, snaps. snaps. <laughs> My roast of Nintendo. Thanks to inflation, it finally feels like we can buy Nintendo games at a sale price. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Game Grooves podcast, the all-encompassing gaming podcast from us, the Good Night Grooves. If you really like the show, we encourage you to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash goodnightgroups, where we currently have three tiers available. Any and all support is greatly appreciated and will go a long way to improving everything here at Goodnight Groups. The $3 plus tier will get you access to this very show two days early. A special shout out to all of our patrons currently supporting us in the $5 plus tier, Ishmael S. and Rachel S. A round of applause, please. Value. We also ask that you take a couple minutes to drop a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or leave a like and comment on the YouTube video. Everything helps us. 
Make sure to check out goodnightgroups.com for all of our content, where you'll find the blog, the GG replay, the podcast, and more coming soon. You just need your help on Patreon. Guys, any last thoughts? Uh, just spay and neuter your pets. <laughs> Is this going to be every time? <laughs> That'll do it for us here today. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Take care, everyone. Good night. Bye.